Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to another great episode. If I do say so myself, and I do say so, because our guest today is uh, Adriana Smith, and she is zooming in from Colorado, but she's actually based in Sacramento, California. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation, Adriana, because you're coming into real estate investing um, relatively recently, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's only been Very like three, recent. Yeah, about three mm-hmm. years, but mm-hmm. you've done some very cool stuff. You got started in the fix and flip space, and then you got into a mobile home park. And I know a lot of people love the idea of getting into mobile homes, especially mobile home parks. And mm-hmm. you've also gotten into multifamily and, and you got into all of this after, you know, a kind of a challenging time in your life. So I, I think a lot of people are going to really be able to relate to this uh, with, with you as a, a, a woman getting into real estate investing and, and a person that just kind of went through some personal challenges and rolled up your sleeves and, and got right into it. So welcome to the call. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. So Adriana, let's just kind of start at the beginning of your real estate investing journey. What got you into this whole wild and wonderful world of real estate in the first place? I mean, quite honestly, I was, um, I had a um, franchise, a food franchise, and I was not super happy. It was after COVID and all that kind of stuff. And I really just wanted to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend actually referred me over to somebody that um, did uh, syndications. And so I, you know, I did a Zoom call with the guy and as he ex- started explaining everything to me, I was like, well, this sounds really interesting. Like, well, why don't I do this? You know, why do I have to pay him? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's quite a leap to go from having the conversation with the syndicator to jumping into actively investing. How did that happen? So, I mean, it started with that. And then a friend of mine, um, I think got connected with Brad Sumrock, I think it is. And he was having like a two-day seminar and he's like, hey, here's, you know, have an extra code, sign in, do this. So I did. I I listened in and it got me even more interested. And um, and so then I actually purchased his home course and started studying multifamily through him. And in that in that time frame, um, I had somebody introduce me to someone that has been involved in the multifamily space for probably about 10 years and um, met with him, kind of told him where I was. I asked him if he'd be willing to work with me and mentor me. Um, I was actually going to pay for the mentorship with Brad. Um, and this gentleman came along and said, yeah, I'm, I, I like you. I like what you, I like your drive. I'm happy to help you. So I'm like, all right, well, I just saved myself 30 grand. <laughs> nice yeah plus you're getting some hands-on experience most definitely absolutely and he was local um so we did our first deal where he's like hey you know i have a duplex um that i'm interested i you know i usually do bigger deals but i have a duplex why don't you and i work together on this duplex and if we work well together and we want to continue then we'll go from there and that's really where it started so was what kind of a deal was the duplex? Was it a buy and hold or a flick or what? It what was it was a flip. It was a flip. Um, and basically we bought it, you know, cash, fixed it within three months, and I think probably made fifty thousand dollars from that one flip. Yeah. Um, 
And so then it just, that kind of started it. And then at that point, um, oh, the other reason I got into multifamily was because I, you know, I didn't have all the income that I needed with my franchise to qualify for loans and everything else. And when I learned that multifamily, you don't need to qualify, but you just have to, um, you know, really the property the, the building, is what they look yeah. at. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really what, what stirred my interest even more. Um, and then I had just gone through a divorce and I owned my house outright and I thought about selling it six months prior. I got cold feet. And then six months later, I had met this gentleman and I was like, okay, well, I'm ready. So then I sold my house for actually $500,000 more than I would have <laughs> six months prior. Well, COVID times, right? Everything went kind of crazy. So a little yeah. bit of luck there. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sold my house. I owned that outright. And basically I just started investing with, I went and I rented. So I'm still renting uh-huh. and um, just started using that money towards doing flips. Putting, putting that, uh, what was previously dead equity you access that at the peak of the market and you're using that to buy different properties and, and, uh, and pursue your, your real estate investing dreams, uh, even as you're renting at the moment. So that's very, yeah. very smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. what was I going to ask you, Adrian? I was going to ask you, so that first duplex flip deal that you did with your business mm-hmm. partner, what, I mean, what did you bring to the table in that deal? Was it more, you were kind of more the money partner and yeah, he was the I, active partner. How did yeah, that work? I basically uh, brought the capital. So I was the one that, um, you know, paid for the whole thing up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually got a better deal. I think we we structured it where I got 30000 and anything above that he would get or something like that. So he might've made actually more than I did. It might've been more than 50,000 what this deal was worth. Um, but in that time frame, I did, even though, because I told him, I said, I want to learn. So mm-hmm. I was going there talking to, uh, you know, the contractors. And luckily I speak Spanish. So that kind of came in handy. And so mm-hmm. they were kind of giving me a little bit more of the info on what to do, don't do. Um, I was able to be there and for him to show me what needed to be changed, what matter, what doesn't matter, that kind of stuff. So, um, so that's really kind of where I started was just kind of learning. Yeah, you you, you did you did what I call you pay to play. So in your case, you know, you had the capital and you had the drive, you had the desire, mm-hmm. you found an active real estate investor who was doing what you wanted to do, not necessarily mm-hmm. the flips, but he was, that was right. a deal that he, he brought to the table. He thought, Hey, why not? I can, I can hitch my wagon with this, this fellow and and pay to play and learn as I go. So you invested the capital. He brought the team, he brought the deal. He brought the know-how but you just didn't you didn't just sit back kind of passively and watch what was going on. You rolled up your sleeves and you actually got involved in the actual deal itself. So yeah. I always say when people are first getting into real estate investing, that's probably the best way to do it. And if you don't have a whole bunch of a nice nest egg like like you did from mm-hmm. selling your property, right? Then another thing that people can do, they're certainly not going to get 50% equity in a deal, but they can they can put in sweat equity. So if they've got some right. sort of other skill set, they can bring that to the table, even if it's just for a tiny sliver of the deal, just to get 
in the game. What What are your thoughts about that, Adriana? No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it just, this is just how it played out. Yeah. Um, but even, even at that time, he knew the kind of money I had from my home. And he was like, oh, how about if you just give me that money and I'll give you 10%. You know, and I was like, no, I'm like, because mm-hmm. I, 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 what I want is I want to learn. I said, mm-hmm. eventually, I'm going to just be like, to give me my money, I'm going to go try to figure this out on my own. So this, I'm not looking for the quick cash. I want to learn. Mm-hmm. You, and I would have been paying somebody else for the course. I'd much rather he take some of the the profit mm-hmm. and I'm part of it. And yeah, I'm making exactly. money. <laughs> and no, I'm it's a win-win-win scenario, right? I Absolutely. Mean, it's, it's a great way to do it. All right. So you got started with a flip, even though you really wanted to get into multifamily, then what happened? What, uh, what was the quite next Honestly, deal? that, that year, um, he had quite a few multifamilies. So I was actually just kind of going along with him. I go, I would go with him and he'd look at all his properties. He showed me like where they started, where they did, what things people look for, what banks look for, all that kind of stuff. So I did that with him for about a year. Wow. And in that year, we did a bunch of other flips. So okay. in that year, I think we did probably seven flips. Oh. <laughs> and you were the money partner for those flips. So I was the money partner re- for all you of You were recycling that, but then you're also rolling up your sleeves and getting, were you, did you find that you're getting more and more and more involved as those flips went along? Yeah, It was giving absolutely. you more responsibility? Absolutely. I mean, and I always kept track of all the money and the spending and all that. Obviously it was my money. So I wanted to know where everything went. Yeah. Um, so I got all the receipts. I, you know, I was collecting some of the rents for the short period of time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but really what I thought was the most valuable was going with him to all his properties and learning. Yeah. I mean, he he had a color scheme. I mean, he has it down on what you do, what you change, what you leave, what's not worth spending money on. Mm-hmm. So that for me was invaluable. Most definitely. All right. So you did about seven flips that first year. When did it transition into different kinds of deals? Like, you, I think you've got a multi now. I think you've got a, a mobile home so park as well. So from there... Um, we and you know we're I was still looking for multifamily, just nothing was really making making sense, and so I just kept you know try to invest. I did some hard money lending and all those different things at the time. I just mm-hmm. kept wanting my money to keep producing something. I didn't want it just to sit in the bank. Right. Um, and then finally, this was an off market deal um, that he he had known a realtor. She came to him, and it was uh, the mobile home park. It's one hundred and twenty pads mm-hmm. and um and so basically when we went in with that i haven't so it's basically him myself and another partner um he's the the guy that does all the work so he's the one that's getting the best deal I mean, the, the main is. guy that you partnered up with absolutely absolutely yeah. so um the other partner so basically i put in we put in the down payment i put in 80 percent. the other partner put in 20 so we we put in all that money, money for the down payment. Yeah. Um, and then once we did, you know, we we did our LLC, um, then it got split where I only own 50%, my other partner um 20, and the guy that put no money in 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's kind of usually the way it works. 
Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, he brings the experience. I think he's earned it. So a lot of people would question me. A lot of friends would question me. And it's like, I'm learning and I, yeah. I wouldn't be doing any of this if I hadn't met him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have escalated as quickly as I did if it wasn't for him. So mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm grateful. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then now you also have a multifamily. You found a. a so, yeah. So from there, um, I think it's 46 units. Um, it's in Willows. So we always look for properties outside of Sacramento, um, not in Sacramento, because they're, mm-hmm. they're a lot less expensive. They're usually C-class. Um, so anyway, this one's in Willows and same partners. Uh, we brought an, a, an additional partner. He was the one that brought in the most equity this time, but the same kind of split, same kind of deal. And we're working on that now. We we had 10 vacant units. Um, we now have three vacant units because we had to remodel them and do all that kind of stuff. But it's producing and it's, it's doing well. Oh, that is exciting. So Adriana, you know, based on your experience now and knowing what you know now, if you were giving somebody some su- advice or suggestions about getting into this, in retrospect, what was it? How did you connect with this, what we would call a whale of a partner, this this business partner that you have, who was you know willing to take you under his, his wing and, and let you pay to play, but still really kind of help you along the, the, the whole way? What, what was the secret to your success there? <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a strong Christian and I honestly just kind of owe it all to God because I I was speaking to somebody about what I wanted to do, how I wanted to get out of, you know, my my franchise and all that. And as I started talking about what I wanted to do, they're like, well, I know someone. And then that's kind of how it, it came about. So a little bit of luck. I think it was kind of God orchestrated. Yeah. <laughs> Plus you put it out there, right? You weren't shy about it. You weren't just yeah. hold up to yourself, hoping that it might, might happen. Like they say, God helps those who help themselves. So you, and you, I have to be honest, once I did talk to him, I wasn't quite prepared and I told them that. And then that's when I got deeper into the learning and the doing the home course and all that, because I'm like, this is my money. I need to understand it. Yeah. I can't, I mean, or people, I mean, people could take advantage of you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure I understood how it worked and, and so I would bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, besides not just, just money. money. Yeah. 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 So based on your experience doing the flips and now the mobile home park, and now your involvement in this multifamily property, mm-hmm. what do you feel that you bring to the table moving ahead with future deals what's what are you discovering is your kind of secret sauce or special ability if you will that's a good question um i think i i have a good way with people and i don't talk a lot <laughs> i listen a lot mm. and so i think sometimes people underestimate me just being a woman i, th- I think it is m- a little bit more difficult in the space. Um, but then when things come up, I actually, because I have studied, I do think about things of, you know, that like my partner, he's just the deal guy. He he can see a deal, he knows, but he doesn't pay attention to detail. 
And so I'm very much about the attention to detail. And and with time, I've learned even stuff with him that um, by having other partners, I learn as far as liability, right? I was just kind of trusting him. And I got very lucky that nothing ever went south, but it it could have, and it could have cost me a lot. And so now I require more when, when I do deals with him or whatnot, I require to see more of like the, the permits and, Mm. you know, that they're insured and bonded and all that kind of stuff where I don't necessarily think he was using all those people (laughs) before. Um, But he had nothing to lose, right? Right. It was all your money, right? And everything was in my name. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Okay. Sounds so, sounds like he's a wheeler dealer kind of guy for sure, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I got lucky that nothing went nothing went south, but with with I really do think that you got to educate yourself mm-hmm. and 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 pay attention to detail as much as uh, you don't want to, especially if you're bringing in the money. You really got to pay attention to detail. You got to know who you're working with, who you're dealing with, and really get the background of of you know how long they've been in business, who are they? I mean, it was crazy. The last person that we were going to hire for the multifamily, this guy forged documents to show that he had insurance and all this stuff. And, I and mean, he was going to come on out. as what, as a property manager? No, he yeah. was going to come on as our, as our, um, as our contractor. Ooh, yeah. Oh my goodness. And you were the phone, the one that sniffed that out. You're the one that figured that Correct. out. Correct. And so, um, just learning all that kind of stuff is just uh, really you, I guess you got to know your strengths. Right. And for me as the, the attention to detail. Oh, that's, that's a really good thing that you learned without learning it the hard way. I'm, I'm glad that you. Oh, I got very reason. lucky. Yeah. I really did. I really did. So I guess part of the lesson as well is even though you partner up with somebody who's super experienced don't assume that they know everything. Don't assume that they've got it all together because like you say, this, this guy's amazing that you partnered up with, but he's kind of loosey goosey, especially if it's not his butt that's on the line. And, you know, and I, and I had conversations with him about that and, you know, we, we've become good friends, but I told them, you know, this is business and, mm-hmm. and I need to be able to question you. And I need to be able to ask. I know oh, you're because he was he to, getting annoyed that you're question starting to question a little bit. You know, I think he wants to just run, and and you felt like I was slowing him down. And it's mm-hmm. like, and it's like, I'm like once you know something, you can't pretend you don't. Mm-hmm. And now I learned this about insurance and what it means and what it could have meant to to my future that I can't pretend I don't know that. Yeah, and definitely. so I need to be able to ask questions. I need to be able to see documentation and see certain things that I wouldn't ask for before, especially mm-hmm. when I'm putting in even, you know, on the flips and all that, it was, the money wasn't as big, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the other multifamily deals, the money's much bigger. So I just need to make sure that, you know, I really, everything gets covered. Yeah, no, that's great. Good, good, good insight. So Adriana, what are your plans moving ahead? Where do you see yourself going in the next 12 months? Or are you going to stay? It sounds like all of the deals you've done so far have been with this partner. Are you planning Uh to continue that way? Are you going to branch out on your own, do a combo? I think I'm probably going to branch out on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm having a little bit of a hard time now giving 30% up. Mm, now that you kind of know honest. what to do. Yeah. I mean, if you know, I mean, you, you learn and, and I will, we'll always be friends and I will always be grateful. But at a certain point, I honestly want to do a multifamily on my own, just so I do it from beginning to end. Right. Um, I may even say, hey, I'll pay you to to overlook things or for me to be able to call you or whatnot, because mm-hmm. it's still his time. Um, and it may not be as, as, you know, maybe 30, 30 units or something smaller that I can, where it's going to be local, where I can go there, be part of it, be present, understand it, all the ins, all the outs, because he did cover a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I really like to start raising capital and bringing other other partners in and no, possibly, I'm not sure if I'm going to do syndications, but definitely um, want to start raising capital. Yeah. Maybe some joint venture type partners or, or something yeah. like that. I'm yeah. curious, your are are you still involved in the franchise or did you sell? No, I sold mm-hmm. that. I yeah. sold that. And I have never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, what, what would you say, like comparing and contrasting life being a franchise E versus life being a, a real estate investor? Well, you have more control, I believe. Um, I think as a real estate you know, investor, as a real estate investor, yeah. um, you know, when you own a franchise and it was in the food industry, uh, you're having to deal with your employees and they're typically younger and Mm -hmm. it's a nonstop. They call in sick, who's going to be in you are. Um, so I felt like I was working nonstop with a franchise where I'm still working a lot with this, but not to the degree I wouldn't be able to be in Colorado today. Right. Yeah, no. And that's, I, I recall years ago, my cousin owned a food franchise as well. In fact, it was the the second most successful one of those franchises mm-hmm. in the in the province. And the poor guy was putting in eighty to ninety hour weeks on a regular basis. I don't know if he was the the best business guy, but you know, he was following all the rules and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he, when he crunched the numbers, he, he figured out, he actually ended up, he was, he was earning less per hour than some of his employees. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you for the first few years, I made, I made nothing. I did not make any money yeah. and I got into the franchise. I was a stay home mom for 15 years. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what do I do with myself? And, um, that answers that question. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly yeah. bought myself a job is yeah. what I did. Yeah, and I was hoping to grow it and I was actually going to expand and purchase a lot more. And then I had actually gone to Tony Robbins to business mastery. And I came back, I was talking to the, the franchise owners and I wanted to grow it. And then COVID hit. And I was mm-hmm. like, that was the biggest blessing that could have ever happened to me. <laughs> There you go. But at the yeah. same time, even you didn't COVID, realize that at the moment, it seemed like an absolute disaster. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, that's, that is a very, very inspiring story. So moving ahead, what do you think some of the, the challenges might be with this, this new plan, this, this new way that you're moving forward? Probably the raising capital and making sure that everything is done in 
you know, the legal aspect of it, because I'm not as familiar with it. I always want everything to be, like I said, I'm, I pay attention to detail and I just want to make sure that whoever partners with me, that they're not going to lose their money. I mean, to the best of my ability um, and that, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be my biggest uh, learning curve and, and challenge is going forward with that. Yeah. So are you open to a few just little suggestions about that? Yeah. Of course. So I, I think you're in the perfect position right now, Adriana, to to start laying the foundation for that. You're a very um conservative kind of person. You're you're ana- my impression is at least that you're you're good with the numbers, so you're probably analytical. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're the one that crunches the numbers and, and you're doing you're starting to do what's called the underwriting on these deals and figuring it out if it's it's really a deal or not. Um so with your experience and what you've done, the portfolio that you've built up, now it's a matter of attracting some investors to you to join forces and perhaps do a joint venture on your next deal. Kind of like what you've done with with these other Correct. partners but bring your own partners on mm-hmm. for, for your deals. And what I always recommend people do is that to start with, focus on your existing network of contacts and connections. Okay. And chances are you've got a fairly robust network at this point. Um, not just the, the real estate investor network, but you know friends, family members, coworkers, mm-hmm. business associates, people you knew from when you were doing the franchise, that sort of thing. It's a matter of creating a target group of those people and then starting the conversation without it coming across as salesy or pushy or or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think if you do that and you get that conversation going and you just kind of show people what you've done and what you're what you're doing moving ahead. Right. And then also, if you're able to, and I don't know if you are, but... If if you're able to put some of your own money into that next deal so that you are one of your investor partners. Absolutely. That was my plan. Oh yeah. Then that that'll make it so much simpler, right? Versus trying to trying to do what the your your business partner Correct. is doing right Correct. off the get-go. You can definitely eventually work up to that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what a lot of people do. But if your first deal or two, you can have some of your own skin in the game, it'll just it'll be so simple for you to to start raising capital. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. I will definitely start there. And I do have a lot of people that have told me, hey, if anything comes up. So I definitely do have a big network of people already mentioning that kind to of me. Primed up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, Adriana, congratulations on, on everything that you've accomplished in a short period of time and and uh, what you're planning to do. I think you've got very, very realistic goals. And, and with your track record, I think you're going to be able to do that. So Hats off to you. Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure meeting you. Likewise. Now, if people, if, I don't know, are you, if people want to find out more about you or connect somehow, what's what what do you like them people to do? Uh, quite honestly, I I don't I'm not out there because I'm I haven't been looking. I mean, uh-huh. I have my I'm on um, you know I mean I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, gosh I can, LinkedIn. Uh-huh. LinkedIn would probably be the best. It's okay, under Adriana Smith. Um, and, you know, 
But other than that, I mean, I haven't been putting myself out there for people to find me. I'm not a huge social media person either. So I hear um, you. Yeah, I hear you. But okay, so LinkedIn probably the best place to look. So yeah, Adriana yeah, Smith, absolutely. the one that lives in Sacramento, California, correct? There's probably correct. a couple of Adriana Smiths. So they might have correct. All right. Well, Adriana, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for your time. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll see you on the next episode.